What's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. And for those of you who are waking up with us this morning, uh, me included, well, welcome to your opportunity to wake up in a legendary way. You're going to hear stories, uh, particularly if you go back and hear our replays in some of the over 800 other episodes of the show that we've done. These are real clients. These are students who have taken our education and gone through our courses, you know, coaching events, and um, none of whom I've ever talked to, except a couple of guests who have been on the show in the past who have come to our masterminds before. So as you you know, listen to us talking, know that there's no scripts, there's no practice runs, there's no backstage, here's what to say when Dave asks this, Somebody could come on and tell me to eat their shorts and get lost. And, you know, I'd let them have the the microphone until I was ready for them not to have it anymore. And then that just would be how the episode would go. It just is what it is. And uh, the beautiful thing about this is, is that uh, we are processing these strategies and our success and what we're doing here live. You're seeing and hearing from people who have usually only been doing this for a few months. And so if you're sitting here uh, thinking, is this for me? Can I do this? You know, comparing yourself to others, this is an opportunity for you to hear kind of some behind the scenes of what some of these successful marketers are actually thinking and feeling um, rather than just what you see out there on the Internet. You get to hear a little bit of the story instead of just seeing all the glory and thinking that it happened somehow overnight. So. With that being said, we have an absolutely fantastic guest, 22 years old, college dropout, for, but I think for a great reason, right? Uh, all the way from Gulfport, Mississippi, currently. Kat, welcome to the show. Hello. Was that all? How are you this morning? Good. Was <laughs> yeah, that... accurate. Good. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Good. So um, obviously, I said college dropout. That can have a negative connotation. Tell us why it doesn't. Uh, well, for me, I honestly always hated school, even high school. I barely graduated, not because. Okay. I think you froze. Can you hear me? Yeah. Did I freeze or did you freeze? Hello? Yeah, I can hear you. Uh-oh. Joanne, is it my side or her side? It's her side. You're all good. Just oh, roll with it. <laughs> I just had a spam call, so I'll deny that for now. Perfect. I'll kick her out and have her come back in and restart. You can just keep rolling with the show. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, well, yeah, so the beautiful thing is, is that you're seeing this um these are the technical challenges that you really have that most of the time you are afraid of having out on the internet you're afraid maybe of of people seeing you stumble kind of like maybe mess up your words whatever have technical difficulties but it actually is what shows people that you're you're real and that you're you know not some uh, large corporation or whatever so cat welcome back to the show <laughs> Thank you. I was laughing because your face froze in like such a funny way, and then I had to leave and come back. But um, for you. it looks in a funny way, so I can only imagine <laughs> what it looked like when I was frozen. So you, you were telling us about your high school or your college dropout story, and and then tell us, you know, how you found legendary. You know, what were you looking for? Did you find what you were looking for? Give us give us all the things here. Yeah. So, okay. So yeah, I always hated school. Um, I barely graduated high school, not cause I'm not smart, but just because I just, I didn't try. I just didn't like it. Um, I honestly think the only reason I went started college is because my best friend dragged me to like, uh, orientation thing. And I ended up signing up for classes. Um, I hated that same old, same old. So for, I felt like forever I was searching for something that, I could work for myself because quite frankly, I just don't work well under other people. I like to be able to do my own thing. And you're like I a mean, cat, yeah. right? 
Yeah, exactly. The name fits. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I didn't even, I'm not that old. <laughs> tie those. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I only do one show a, a day, friends. I'm here all <laughs> hour. If you're looking for more jokes, you've come to the right place. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did lash extensions. I started kind of, I don't know, doing the beauty business a little bit in New Mexico, which was great for a while. But at the end of the day, I was still like trading my time for money. So it still wasn't really what I wanted. Like I want to be able to travel whenever I want without having to text clients. Hey, you know, I'm not going to be able to take your appointment or have to ask a boss for time off, um, stuff like that. So I was looking for a way to make money online forever and I felt like nothing was really working out. I did like all the silly things like surveys and just ridiculous stuff. Um, even felt like all of that was sort of a scam including digital marketing. So I did life insurance um, because I could do that from home, but I hated that, it was awful. So finally um, I took a like affiliate marketing course. I This actually isn't the first course I took. And it was awful. That was a, that was harsh. But like it, I didn't like it. It wasn't for me. Um, and yeah, then I found Legendary through Caroline, and like everything just started to open up, and I haven't looked back. <laughs> wow, wow. So here we are. We're we're uh, moving forward, and we've we've seen the light. And so, yeah. what do you think is different about this than other things that you've tried in the past? Not college stuff, but other online things, I guess you could call them. Um, uh, obviously, you, you named some of those things as you thought they, or they felt like legitimate scams. So obviously, one difference would be this is not a scam that maybe is. But what else is different for you? I mean, why do you feel more passionate? Why do you feel like this fits more of your personality? Um, I'm able to really connect with people, which has always been something that I enjoy doing, even with lashes. Like I always loved connecting with my clients and stuff. So I feel like that for me allows me to enjoy showing up every day. I never thought I'd be someone who'd be posting on social media every single day, like ever in a million years. Um, so it was hard for me at first, but at the end of the day, I'm able to reach so many people and connect with them. Like people I never ever thought I'd connect with. So that's what's mm. different for me, I think. Yeah, real human connection. You know that you're serving an end customer, right? Exactly. Value. And that makes a difference for me as well. I mean, there's other internet marketing ventures that, um, you know, I guess you're, even when you're selling physical products, you know, you're selling gadgets and gizmos, and there's no real human connection. You're just hoping the person gets their product from China on time. And when it gets there, they don't think it's a piece of crap and refund. Right. And then it has to be shipped all the way back to China. Um, there's not a whole lot of humanity or human connection. A lot of products in my experience over the last 13 years, you're just really hoping that people don't realize how much of a big piece of crap they are, you know, when they finally get them. You know what I mean? Well, that's even... I hate to say it, like life insurance is important. Definitely think that uh, that's an important thing to have. But I felt terrible like selling it because you're basically calling people and saying, hey, like, do you have a plan for when you die? <laughs> do you have your, your family covered for when you die? And it's just, it wasn't for me. It was a terrible conversation to have with somebody. And nobody wants to get a call like that, you know? <laughs> so I don't have to like cold call people doing this. Like I can just show up as me and people come to me, which I think is another big thing for me. <laughs> but before we even get into the marketing, the promotion and the business building activities of actually taking action, let's go back to the education process because I can see here that you, you know, did our challenge, took our blueprints, I mean, what has gotten or 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 got you excited about doing education, the very thing that you, you know, were not very excited about in the public school system, I would assume, and also college. What 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 got you excited about doing education and and upgrading your value in learning these skills here through legendary versus other education experiences you had before? Well, 
when I first started the 15 day challenge, I never thought that I was going to purchase the blueprints. I knew about them before even purchasing the challenge. So I wasn't like shocked by them or anything like that. But um, I just realized that this was something that I actually wanted to do. And I didn't want to just like, I don't know, it wasn't like a quick buck for me. This is a long game for me. This is something I want to turn into other things. Um, you know, we talked about investing in properties and starting other businesses and stuff. So for me, it was like, it doesn't make sense to not invest and learn more and be able to apply those skills to build my business and myself quicker rather than spending hours upon hours having no idea what I'm doing and hoping that like YouTube university can help me. Mm, you've heard that one, the, the YouTube university. Yeah. I mean, there is a, there is a lot of truth to having somebody show you the path versus going and trying to piece and duct tape it together. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you have some interesting goals. I guess you want to, at the, at the age of 22, did I read that you wanted to retire your husband? Is that correct? How, how correct. is it, <laughs> how, how do you as a 22 year old have the audacity to want to have such, you know, big and bold and, and, and just crazy goals um, shouldn't you be starting your career and putting your head down and being a good boy and girl at those young ages and, and getting a good job and putting into your 401k? And I mean, talk to us about disconnecting from some of these expectations that society has for you as a 22 year old. You should be starting your corporate career right now. How do you have such the audacity to have such big, ridiculous goals for you and your husband? Where does that come from? Um, it's, it was hard. Like when I first started looking into all this stuff, because my dad's always been one, he didn't go to school. He didn't like do any of the normal stuff, but he wanted me to do it because he felt like he would have gotten further in life if he had. <laughs> so <laughs> I felt like, Hey, not as I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So every time I told him like about something new I was doing, I actually still haven't told him that I've been doing this because every time I told him about something new, he was just really like, didn't, he was so unsupportive of it, you know? And at the end of the day, um, I had to more disconnect from that, from my dad, like telling me what he wanted me to do. Um, because that was what was holding me back the most. Like, I don't really care what society says for me to do. It was like him who I cared the most about, you know? Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, I don't know. I think at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to just find what works for you and get everyone else's voices out of your head. <laughs> wow. As a dad, I, I really feel that. And as having a dad, I obviously I really feel that blessed and grateful to have my father in my life. Um, and, um, yeah, those voices are powerful, aren't they? They really are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just a <laughs> And I always was like, man, like, I couldn't figure out why. I just always was feeling so, like, like I had to go back to school. Like, I really felt like I had to go back to college and I had to, like, pursue some career. Um, and then I realized it was because I had my dad's voice in the back of my head, like, this is what you should do, you know? <laughs> Mm. But yeah, yeah. And I mean, obviously, there's many great things that your father contributed. You're a intelligent, probably high integrity driven individual. And that's probably how your dad was able to survive is also having those same characteristics. But coming from that generation, they really thought that wanting better for their kids. And at that time, it was the case back a generation or two ago going to college that was making a hundred thousand dollars on the internet that that was right was right yeah. and that's the thing too is like my dad doesn't understand social media he's not on anything like he's not internet savvy you know so <laughs> it's like a whole nother world for him <laughs> yeah it's it's almost like a, a scary thing like whoa you know um, exactly you know, and so I really feel that I think a lot of people do as well. Um, you know, um, 
you know, the comments are just show are just are just uh, proving that, um, you know, I feel this so much because my dad never graduated from high school. I was driven to go to college, then get my MBA, um, you know, uh, yeah, you want to make your parents proud, but you will, when you're happy and successful, keep going. Times are different. Uh, it's hard yeah. when it's your dad. I get this. That's how I am with my mom. And I've learned I just have to shut them out. Um, and, you know, that doesn't particularly mean cut them off, but it means to learn how, what is safe to share with who. And right. that, you know, I remember when I used to use social media as sort of a, a, um, you know how, in I, I'm sure you had them in, in school, like, you know, it was like a public announcement board, you know, it's like you went and you saw like everything that was go or bulletin or whatever. Um, yeah. I used my social media, like my Facebook and stuff is like my public service bulletin, any and everything that I was doing in my life, you know, got posted on social media. <laughs> And, and it was like 99.9% of people that were seeing that didn't need to know that shit. Oh, yeah. just, just didn't need to know it. Like they, it benefited me zero for them to know it. It benefited them in the way that it became gossip or something for them to judge or something. It was entertainment. <laughs> entertainment, right? And I think that is what I really mean when I say let's you let's all learn to use social media, especially those of us who are young, who are or or those of you who are older who are learning to get on the internet. Use the internet. Don't let the internet use you. The internet is really best used for promotional purposes, for for means and ways to make money, not oh for connection. Gosh. Right. I mean, it, it, not that it, you can't broaden your connections and your you can't make friends. But what I found is it's easier to, to for a, a client to become a friend than a friend to become a client. So if I think that I'm going to be marketing my business and so forth to my friends and they're going to become clients. Well, I had a lot of disappointment in that. Right. And a lot of my you know, people that I know still don't know you know, fully what I do. And I, I like it that way. Because then I don't have to explain things and they don't feel entitled to extra information or extra access to me, which most of the time they're not going to do anything with anyways, right? It's so yeah. freeing and I'm so happy for you that you're being so discerning about what you're sharing with who and even close family members. Um, so how else are you, what is, how, what else have you... Um, how are you creating boundaries in your time in order to, because you're working from home now, right? I mean, you're, you're right. I'm you're, like a hundred percent from home. I do online tutoring and this. So sometimes I feel like I don't leave my house, <laughs> but, um, focus and how do you, you know, with these other things, so you're doing online tutoring, you're still doing some lash videos and or taking on clients. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. And now you're doing this. So talk to us a little bit about how you sort of approach and plan your day and where, you know, how do you create like boundaries with your time? Even with, you said your husband, you know, he's there. I'm sure, you know, he wants your attention and, and time and so forth too. So how do you get it all done? The easiest way I've found for me, which is what I have told a lot of people who come to me for help too, especially like moms who don't have a lot of time, I try to set aside at least one day every week where I can batch create a ton of content, whether it be for just that week or maybe even I can get enough content out for two weeks so I don't have to stress about it. Like I, you know, I still try to create content anytime I can just to be like on top of it. But that way, if there's a day where I literally can't film or I just don't feel like filming, I have no reason to not show up still. You know what I mean? So um, that's been the easiest thing for me. I set aside a day, like probably four hours where I'll batch a ton of content, edit it, everything all in one go. Um, and then from there, like I just have to hit post basically. So that's like super simple. <laughs> So you're, you're trying to really dedicate time to creating multiple videos for the week 
and at any larger pockets that you can find. And then if a right. inspirational moment comes up, then you're going to go ahead and create that video as well. But you really try to batch create and do as much for the week. And my friends, what I found, I just want to remind everybody this as well, is that we were just talking about this in terms of like um, if you wanted to go into the holiday niche, right? And you wanted to, you should go back and listen to an episode from last week. I can't remember which one it was. There, it was several episodes last week where we were just brainstorming different ideas about entering into different niches. But for example, let's just talk about a niche that you could, you're knowledgeable about that you could go into, which is the lash niche. Now this, mm -hmm. I'm telling you as a man, I understand how big a deal this is for women. They love they love that. Um, obviously, having beautiful lashes looks good on anybody. I mean, my children have big, beautiful lashes. You know, they were they're just born with they just I mean, they're just like wings and they look beautiful. But you how many videos could you really create about that? Right. Probably no more than three hundred and sixty five or so. Right. OK. What we don't realize and you could probably do nine hundred if you wanted to post three a day. What we don't realize is at a certain point, we could start to repurpose. Oh, yeah. That's what I content. forgot to say is I've been recycling my content so much lately. And like people don't realize you don't constantly need to be creating new content because not everyone is seeing all of your videos anyway. And you're constantly attracting new people to your page. So, yeah. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and one thing I started doing, too, is I'll look back on my analytics every single week. Um, and whatever video performed like the highest that week, I'll either recreate a similar video to it or I'll just simply repost that video. Hello. I don't know what's going on. Or you froze. I don't know if I'm you can throwing, hear me still. I'm throwing my hat is what's going I'm having a I'm having a um oh. a moment. Are you are you there? You with us? We lose you. Okay. Joanne. Can you hear me, Dave? I can hear you, yeah. I can hear you. You just can't hear me. Okay. I, I can hear you. Okay. Okay. need I to upgrade that internet over there if you're doing so much work on the online, you know? You know, I usually don't have problems, but last night and I guess now this morning, I, I don't know if it's just like they're having a shortage or something or I don't know. The, 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 tech, the tech gods, the internet gods are throwing the challenges at you. You know, they're just <laughs> yeah. seeing what you're, what you're made of. Um, exactly. So what you just said was a dadgum platinum boulder dump truck full of nuggets that you just dropped on everybody's driveway. And I want to just reiterate what you just said, which is that some of you will post a video that gets a lot of views and then you're like, oh, how do I create another one of those? Right. And it's like just repurpose the damn thing. If it was a hot video, a hot topic. How can you say that a different way? For me, telling my story was that video. And that's why I tell my story a thousand times over and over in every video damn near, right? And I've been doing the same thing for 13 years. You know, my friends, I haven't really had to come up with a whole lot of original content over the past 13 years because I just keep saying the same thing over and over again because I found what works. I found what resonates. I found the particular stories within my marketing, like giving my dad the truck. People love that one. But that was just a video that you know, got filmed actually by my son who's on the dang working in the company, is on, on the live stream right now. Got filmed by my son on a. I just handed him the phone like, hey, film this, right? We were going to go surprise my dad with a truck. And I had no intention of making that some viral sensation, some video that I was going to use in my marketing all the time. It just ended up the first time I used it, people were like, wow, that's awesome. You still with me? You still with me? Anyways, my friends, I don't want to interrupt that thought as she comes back on. The, the beautiful thing was, is that as I found these little videos or created them, I just reuse them over and over again in different situations. I, I, I would, I would um, 
add a new intro to the video or add a new outro to the video or make a different point with the video. Or I would tell the story in a video a different a different way. So instead of just um, showing the actual video of me giving my dad the truck, I would tell the story about giving my dad the truck, right? It, the same thing with my story of overcoming addiction and getting clean and working construction with my dad and sleeping on his couch and then eventually f uh, coming online and, and scrounging around looking for ways to make money online just like all of you did. That story of overcoming my particular challenges and then making my first $2.50, going live and nobody showing up, but doing the damn thing anyways, because I felt too prideful to tell my wife that, you know, uh, you know, because I used to say, hey, to my wife and son, I'd say, hey, uh, you know, um, I need the house quiet tonight because I'm going to be doing a big live stream here, big webinar. And then I would do it. Eight o'clock would come around. Nobody would show up. 802 would come around. Nobody would show up. And I just do the damn webinar anyways. I'd, 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 say, I'd, I'd perform the whole thing for an hour and I'd say, we got a live packed audience here, you know, just trying to like yell it out. So, it but it, the truth was, is that, you know, I didn't have anybody on the, on, on the webinar. I was just doing it. Maybe one person might've fumbled in, but the, the, the point is you're coming right back in cat. I'm still talking about the same thing. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I literally don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who cares? It's fine. It's I, I, I run. I'm, I'm running. I and mean, if you're dropping, you're coming in, you're coming out, you're doing your thing. <laughs> the, the, my point here is, is that I repurpose the same stories over and over again. And, you know, it actually makes my content more potent because I'm not confusing people with a million different things in a million different directions. I'm giving them the same message with even similar stories. And the truth is, is that as you, for example, go to church or do whatever you like to do, isn't it true that you hear the same stories over and over again? Isn't it true that in holidays during Christmas, you watch the same Charlie Brown movie? You watch the same The Grinch Stole... You, you, you're not like, you know what, Christmas sucks because I'm tired of all the same things. No, you actually say, I can't wait for it to come. The same things bring, like people like rewatching the same things. It brings comfort because you know what to expect. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So I'm so glad to hear that you're, you know, repurposing, reposting, use, you know, the same thing with an email series. I mean, come on, friends, you write your dadgum. This is the thing that I don't think a lot of people understand is once you set up your funnel for a particular product and niche and you kind of dial it in for the most part and you write your email follow-up series and then you create your first hundred videos or so or even 50 videos, you're just, you just, it's maintaining the damn thing. I mean, right. that's really what it is. It's maintaining. Well, that's, it's yeah. I had someone ask me the other day, like if they were like, my content feels really repetitive. Like, is that okay? And I'm like, yeah, because not everyone's see like, like we just said, not everyone's seeing your content. Like you're going to have to keep telling people the same things anyway, because people are scrolling past your stuff. New people are coming to your page, all the things. So yeah, at a certain point, you're sort of just repeating yourself. <laughs> But yeah, like you said, it allows you to really dial in on your messaging and yeah, perfect it. So what was it like for you to go on video? Was that a challenge for you at all? I mean, I mean, maybe you were doing lash stuff before or doing one-up tutoring before, but it was, was it different for you to actually record yourself and do it in this format and tell us some of those challenges or limiting beliefs or mental roadblocks that you had to overcome? Oh my gosh. Yes. So um, like I said, when I first got into this, it was with a totally different like course. And honestly, that course, it, it was so weird. They like promoted it by saying, oh, you can post these like done for you ads and you're going to make like $200 or $300 every time. Like it was scammy and weird. Um, so I was just posting like these weird ads on Facebook. Anyways, eventually I was like, this isn't working. Then I started getting into legendary and stuff. And I recorded my first ever like talking it was a reel really, but I didn't call it that at the time. It was just like my first video that I posted on social media and I was so proud of myself, but it was like the worst, most cringy video ever. I'm like, hi guys, I'm Cass. <laughs> you know, like people are already scrolling past me. But um, 
it was hard. And like, I still struggle sometimes, honestly, like with a good hook and stuff. Like I'm still constantly trying to perfect my like real strategy and stuff because it's not really easy, like getting on and trying to create this short form content that people actually want to watch. <laughs> uh oh, I don't hear you. Oh, I muted myself because I <laughs> I'd prefer to talk to myself than others. So I'm <laughs> anti-social like that. Um, so so what talk to us about now platforms. What do you prefer? What have you learned? What do you feel each platform is best for? I my favorite is Instagram. Um, I feel like you can build the best connections there because um you can show up on your stories and kind of just like be you like i'll post i'll literally post a picture of my dog because my dogs are with me 24 7 or like i'll just be you know you can just kind of post more just you stuff on your stories um and then it's just really easy to connect with people in the dms and stuff um i've had like three or four different tiktok accounts and i don't know if i'm gonna create another one i got i've been getting banned and tiktok is really finicky um Facebook, I like too. Facebook is second to, to Instagram and it's really easy because you can connect the two. So, you know, my Instagram is connected to my Facebook. So everything just automatically connects or posts to my Facebook for me as well, which mm -hmm. is easy. What about Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube? Have you thought about sp expanding out? I've been wanting to expand into Pinterest. That's the next like beast I want to tackle, I guess. Um, what did you say? Twitter? Twitter? Twitter I like YouTube. Yeah, okay. YouTube. Excuse me. It's 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 X now, right? What is it? Twitter is rebranded oh. to X now. X really? Now. I didn't even know that. Yeah. <laughs> that shows how much I'm in the know. I feel like um well, because then now Instagram has threads too. So I'm on threads, but I honestly haven't posted on threads in a bit. So I gotta figure that out, what I'm doing there. Um, yeah, I definitely want to expand more, but Instagram is where it's at for me right now. Yeah. And that's the case with a lot of people. And I'm, I'm really glad to see that. I mean, honestly, a lot, so many people really at first when, when TikTok started acting finicky, as you, as you said, and they're doing the same, TikTok is doing the same thing that every big, big social media platform does, which is when they open the gates, they want everybody to come onto the platform. So they let you do and say whatever the hell you want. And then when they start getting really big um, and government start looking at the platform and talking about shutting them down and talking about kicking them out of countries and talking about this and suing them and that and all this different scary, crazy stuff, they, they, you know, they turn from an open source sort of, hey, this is a free speech. This is anybody can come here and do anything to basically you can't say crap on this platform or else we're going to unless it's like, you know the most safe, just, 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 you know, you're not offending anybody. You're not doing anything that could potentially be outside of social norms. And they just start going on a banning spree. Google um, did it back when I first came online with their advertising platform. Affiliate marketers were just, you could post any product, any offer you could, I mean, it was like printing money and every affiliate was on there you know, promoting the same stuff. And, you know, it was just the wild, wild west, but people were, you know, making money hand over fist, sort of like TikTok was a couple of years ago where people were just building followings like they had never built before. And mm -hmm. it was the famous Google slap. You can look it up yourself. Um, the advertising marketers, Google slap, it happened in around 2010. And, um, you know, it, it just people had to adjust, you know, people had to had to find new ways to be able to evolve uh, as platforms changed, as new technology changed. But for me, the TikTok um, and as compliance changed right within these platforms, compl compliance expectations. Yeah. The thing for me about TikTok so, sort of getting finicky and people shying away from it over on to Instagram and Facebook is actually a good thing, in my opinion. Because TikTok, 
you know, there's a possibility or we were headed in the direction of the American government actually banning the damn platform. So <laughs> yeah. why would you want to put all your eggs in a basket inside of a communist country, right? Right. Where, you know, they are actually enemies of a lot of people in this world, or at least not friends, right? Mm -hmm. You want your content to be over. You want your primary platforms to be over on mainly American soil or countries that are within that, you know, that sphere of influence. Um, right. You know, diplomatic, democratic societies where free speech is promoted, and there may be an argument about free speech, but it's definitely not an a, an atmosphere of communism and and like like it is. In, and I'm actually surprised that TikTok has made it this far inside of a communist country. You know, yeah. So, yeah honestly, if you, if you ever. <laughs> If you ever got a lead or a sale from TikTok, like ever, like even one, you should just be thankful that it just <laughs> had that. Because, I mean, if you know anything about communism and you know any, I, I know uh, uh, enough to be dangerous, mainly from um, some some of my friends, particularly my barber, who I spend significant time with every week, who is from Cuba. And I'm going to tell you something. It's not like what we have in the opportunity that we have here in America and any other country that has a diplomatic, democratic republic where they you know, promote free speech and freedom. My friends, we are really blessed to have the opportunity that we have uh, in the marketplace and the economy that we have. And um, it really is just that simple. And so if you're having issues with TikTok or you're feeling like you, you can't, then just adjust. Be grateful for what you can get from the platform and understand that you, it's just not a basket you should put even remotely a, a, a decent or even small amount of your eggs in. What have you yeah, learned? The other thing I would say about the platforms too is I feel like a lot of newer people, they feel like they need to be like literally everywhere, which it's great to be omnipresent, but... At the same time, if you're overwhelmed and it's too much for you to be posting on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever all the places you're trying to be, just stick to one or two that you are actually comfortable being on and master those and then move to the ones that you're not so comfortable with or, you know, like don't overwhelm yourself. That's just crazy because you're not going to get anywhere if you're overwhelming yourself. Yeah. And, and Gerard said, Dave, are you saying not to use TikTok? I'm not. TikTok has a huge audience in America. They have a huge organization and part of their business that is in America. They've made significant strides to host their American customers inside of American servers on American soil through, I believe, Oracle. Um, so I'm not saying that you shouldn't use them. I'm just saying that don't get your panties in a wad because they are blocking and tackling accounts right now. They're going through an identity crisis. They're trying to figure out who they are, what they can do, who's going where they're going to land ultimately after the government, particularly the American government has their way with them and is continuing to decide whether um, they want or we want the, the the platform inside of our country. That is why they are taking a significant stand in trying to promote the, the, the influencers and the marketers and the business owners and the content creators on their platform that are creating educational content and stuff like that. The bottom line is, is that the way to succeed right now on TikTok is to be super vanilla, right? You can't be doing anything that's outside of the box. You have to be like the, the most popular thing that TikTok is promoting right now is like educators and tutors, right? Who are like teaching your children how to read, teaching your children how to get better grades in public school. I mean, but in terms of like, hey, here's how to make money online. Here's how to, you know, make money with crypto. Here's how to do things that are out. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you. Like I was, I created a new account to just kind of test things on TikTok and it was growing pretty quick. Only it was a week in and I got banned. I was like, this is crazy because my videos are about making money online. I'm talking about affiliate marketing and 
they didn't like it. So <laughs> because it's outside of the box stuff. I mean, it's not like what if you were to, if you had a channel, here's the kind of content that's probably crushing it right now and you'll be totally safe. How to help your kids read better in school how to get how to how to fill out a better resume for a job right how to succeed better inside of an interview for a job right bait like really super vanilla inside of the box topics that don't ruffle anybody's feathers yeah Making which is being an entrepreneur ruffles feathers it's outside of the box thinking and then yeah and People think it's a scam and stuff. So it's just, yeah, it's a mess on TikTok for for that for me right now. Like if you want to succeed on TikTok, like you'd be better off. And I talked about this last week. You would be better off creating a channel and content. I had a guest who had some expertise in helping people create resumes and, mm -hmm. and create better resumes. You would be better to create vanilla, super safe, super inside of the box content like that. And then, and then in on your landing page, give away five tips or your or your framework for how to create a resume. And then in your follow up series, once you have them on your email list, to start to indoctrinate them into the idea that hey, have you ever thought about starting a business of your own? You know, that's yeah, the way. it's a kind of trick the system. <laughs> Well, backdoor people into your offers. You have to have a right. clean, vanilla, compliant front door that the platform likes and things. It's nice and just, just this is good little boys and good little girls, right? Being doing good little stuff that we like to see here, making, getting these, getting these jobs, going to college, get you know, getting A's in classes, right? And if you want to like be like, hey, but have you ever thought about getting rich as an entrepreneur? <laughs> you know, have you ever thought about <laughs> Awesome. Have you ever thought about disconnecting from the matrix? <laughs> you you kind of got to do that sort of once you get them onto your own list and you sort of follow up and you, you introduce them to these other ideas. So what have you learned about yourself, Kat, through this process? I love to ask this question that you either forgot or that you, or that you discovered about yourself, whether it was how strong, how, per, per, um, how much you can persevere through challenges, how actually much you love to stop. I, I don't know. What have you discovered and learned about yourself through this process since you started here at Legendary and got started with, with your affiliate marketing business? Uh, definitely something I guess I did forget about myself is that I am very persistent when I actually really want something. I felt like, man, maybe I'm not like motivated enough with everything else I was trying because I was just like, kind of giving up you know i was like oh, i don't want to do this and i'd give up a few months in or whatever but with this i mean i had weeks and honestly probably even months where i really hardly made any money for the effort i was putting in but i still kept going because it didn't matter to me i still knew what i could gain in the long run which never happened with anything else so yeah i'm persistent as hell when i want something <laughs> yeah I, I love that. And finding something that fits and that you feel good about and that you actually want to do. I think that us humans shame and guilt ourselves way too much for not doing well, doing shit that we just don't like doing. It's like, it's like, for example, school, right? For, yeah. example, <laughs> for example, some crappy job that we have to drive in an hour into traffic, be away from our families all day long, come home and then not have enough money at the end of the month. It's like mm -hmm. those sort of things. Yeah. You're, you're very human to not be motivated and to be like kind of down and even feel depressed doing those things. But you know, you like me, cause you just described me. Once I get into something that I'm really interested in, I will move mountains. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I will obsess. I will work my ass off. I will. I will put in, and that's the mark. That's the sort of, that's the the quote of the entrepreneur. I'll work eighty hours a week you know, on my own business, so I don't have to work forty hours a week for somebody else. You, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, that's sort of. Well, the, that's one thing too. I feel like a lot of people who do start this don't realize is like 
you probably aren't going to make a ton of money in your first couple of months. Like it's, that's just the reality. You're probably not gonna, that's not what happens for most people. And I can't tell you how many people I've met who have just given up because they didn't start making like $40,000 a month, a month in, <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's just not realistic. Come on. Totally. You have to put, yeah. <laughs> Well, and that's what I hope is the power of the show for people is, is they get to hear a little bit of the story behind the glory, you know, mm -hmm. like what is the timeline? I mean, what was, yes, you have your, you have your, your outliers, you have your exceptions to the rule. You have people who, but I mean, take Chelsea Weemet for an example. I mean, she's somebody who's just crushing it in, in many different ways and, you know, if you go and actually listen to her Wake Up Legendary interview, the girl did network marketing, man, for years. I mean, she yeah. failed. She 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 almost gave up. I mean, she's done her 10,000 hours of personal development and communication training. It just wasn't the right business. It just wasn't right. the thing that she loved and was passionate about. And, and so now that she really found her kind of calling or the thing that really, you know, goes well with her personality or that she feels really fired up about. She's excited to get up and, you know, do every day. Part of that is liking what you're doing, right? She dreaded, she dreaded making another list of friends and family and, and calling everybody up to sell lotions, potions, and pills. And I had to do that with life insurance. Just imagine creating a list of like your friends and family trying to sell life insurance to them. Come on. <laughs> As a 20 something year old. I mean, I did the yeah. same thing when I was in network marketing. I had, I had, I had a, I, I was in drug treatment still. I just actually, I just graduated drug treatment. I didn't graduate college. I graduated drug drug treatment. And, um, I had a lady there that worked there that was like, you know, Hey, I've been watching you for a couple of months. And I just wondered if you keep your business options open. And I'm like, hell yeah. You know, you seem like a sharp guy. I'm like, huh, that's my last name. You know? So I got involved <laughs> in a network marketing company, you know, okay. Went over to the presentation, the whole, you know, whole nine yards. And yeah, I'm walking around as a 21 year old, you know, I mean, I, you might as well have put a sticky note on my forehead that said inexperienced idiot. I mean, young, <laughs> no credibility. You know, you know don't, I don't know what I'm talking That's about. That's how I felt the last, like, when I was doing life insurance and all the things, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm never going to find anything that works for me. <laughs> and it's interesting because in real life, when you're trying to present yourself as a young person or even just as an inexperienced person, even if you're older, in real life, you know, it's difficult, but I'll tell you on the internet, when you're just doing it via video, it's a lot easier, man. It's, are you mm -hmm. surprised by the connection, by the impact and the authority that you've built as a 22 year old inexperienced person, but using video, uh, uh, being able to edit it, being able to control the message and the narrative a little bit more? Have you been surprised by the audience, by the response? I mean, you've got over 50,000 followers on Instagram for Christmas sakes. No, I don't. Oh, how many followers do you have? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's okay. I got, I've just got over 2000, but oh. I will say that I am, uh, my no. growth has been oh, slow, yes. but it's been good. Um, I have like, I think the thing that surprised me the most is being so young. I didn't think I'd be able to connect with people like older than me and actually help them get started with anything online because I didn't think they would like trust me or like want to work with me. Um, but that's not true. The majority of women, mostly I help, have helped women are like my mom's age, you know? And so I've actually connected with less people my age. So that's surprised me. Um, yeah, <laughs> I could ramble and ramble. Yeah. I mean, the bottom line is, is that nowadays, it's any having anybody who will listen to you on the internet is is once you start getting in the groove of things it it's 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 rather surprising right it's like holy crap it's like i couldn't get my own best friend to listen to me but now i have 3000 people who are following me who are listening to me who are taking my recommendations who are um, buying things based on my content that I'm creating. 
And that's a huge confidence boost. I mean, it really is. And the truth is, is that if you keep going at the rate that you are, you will be to 20, 30, 50, 100,000 followers. But the truth is, is that followers don't particularly equal sales. What have you learned mm -hmm. about the quality versus the quantity? Um, so that's one thing I struggled with for a while. I um, One girl I met through this, she's completely blown up. Actually, she was on Wake Up Legendary a few, I don't know, a few weeks ago. But she is doing amazing, and I'm so happy for her. But for me, it was like a huge case of comparisonitis. You know, I was like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing wrong? Like, it was just like a disaster in my head. <laughs> um, but what I had to remind myself is because then I was like, how do I get a ton of followers? How do I do, you know? And really, followers really do not equal sales, and they don't equal money. Um, honestly, there's people with the amount of followers I have who are making like $10,000 a month or more. I mean, it's that has nothing to do with anything. You have to be attracting the right people to your page. And that's something I'm, I'm still honing in on every single day because I, and that's the other thing too. You have to focus too because you can be attracting people from like, I don't know, Africa and they're not going to buy anything from you. So make sure your content is hitting the right countries, the right people. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so how, how, what are you doing in order to, um, what are you doing in order to kind of hone in on your audience? I mean, is there, I have, for example, we had a lady the other day who was using, you know, she was in another country. You're obviously in America, but she was right. using a VPN um, a virtual private network, which you can get very easily. Just Google a virtual private network or VPN. Um, there's lots of them out there called Hide My Ass. That's actually one of them. Um, I, can't, <laughs> I can't remember the one that she was using, but you know, it allows you to pick a place in the world in which you want to use an IP address, which will tell all of the sites that you go to, hey, I'm actually from this place instead of where you're from. Um, that would be for somebody who's living in a different country who wants to target, say, a U.S. Um, audience. What have you learned and what are you doing to try to reach and target your target audience? And who would you say that is? So I don't have a problem of reaching people in the right country. Most of my people come from the U.S., so that's great. Um, I would say my target audience has been stay-at-home moms, um, wives, or just young like. Women who are trying to um, create a different life for themselves and their family. So I've been able to do that recently with SE just SEO, really optimizing my keywords in my captions, in my hashtags, in my videos, like everything like that. Um, it, at first, I thought it was a bunch of BS. I saw a lot of people talking about it and stuff, but it really has completely changed the audience that my videos have been reaching the followers I've been getting and I've been able to make more sales also. So I know it's doing something. <laughs> so g give us an example of that. Like what you're, you're saying hashtags, you're saying keywords in the headline of your video. Give us a, a specific example of what the, what that would look like in terms of the things that you do after you've created the video or before whatever in order to really hone in on both target audience and geographical location. Right. And, and subject to right. So like, um, for example, say I'm creating a video that is just talking about digital marketing or what I'm doing, just what I'm honing in and I can't talk honing in on is digital marketing. Um, I try to make sure that digital marketing is in my caption or in my video three times and my hashtags. I also like to include. So what I've noticed is a lot of people will do hashtags of just digital marketing, how to make money online, whatever. Right. Those are the only types of hashtags that they'll include. Um, I've noticed that it's really helpful to also include hashtags that are your target audience. So, for example, stay at home moms um, or just SAHM or just like whatever. Um, and that'll help your content to reach those people who maybe aren't necessarily, and hashtags aren't like the end all be all. It just kind of gives your content that extra push to that audience. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I would also say that the other thing to help your content reach the right people is to actually engage with either your target audience is, um, content 
and people in your niche's content because it'll help the algorithm, especially for Instagram, to understand like who you're wanting your content to be pushed out to. I hope mm -hmm. that makes sense. It does. And that's a great segue into thanking you for coming on. And one of the reasons why we post your handle and encourage people to check you out is not just to, you know, stalk and lurk and, you know, copy and paste, but to actually, you know, these guests that come on here, um, such as yourself, you know, are a part of our community. And, and not only could it benefit you to interact with our content, but it's one of the ways in which we can really support each other. When we see right. a fellow marketer from our community out there marketing, it's such a benefit to them. And now you've given it a reason for it to be a benefit to us to sort of train the algorithm to let them know mm -hmm. this is the audience that I'm, I'm, I'm sort of wanting to be involved in. These are the people that I'm wanting to reach. And the more that you like, the more that you comment, on other people that are in that same and similar niche, you are training that algorithm to to to, to know. I mean, it's a robot. It's a computer. Be it smart. Yeah. Than the robot. Yeah. And you can absolutely train the algorithm to put your stuff in the right place. Yeah. It's it's so simple. Um, I felt like I was going to say something else and I forgot. Oh, well. <laughs> well, um, let's bring the airplane in for a landing. Tell us, give us the quick timeline about when you started and, um, you know, how long you've been doing this for. And my final question is if you could go back and talk to yourself when you got started doing this, not all the way back to everything that you've ever done, but when you got started this, whenever it was, what advice would you give to yourself? So um, I really started full blown in, in April, very beginning of April. Um, and the advice I would give to myself is to not pay attention. I don't, don't pay attention to what anyone else is doing. Just do you be yourself, show up as yourself on social media and nobody else, because um, at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to set your accounts apart from anybody else's. Otherwise you're just someone else that someone's just going to scroll past. They're not going to care about you. Yeah. Wonderful. Wonderful. Just love it. Love, 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 love. Are you feeling a new found sense of, of clarity and confidence and self-esteem about yourself since starting this as well? Oh, absolutely. It's amazing. Like how much I'll notice even going back on my videos and stuff. Cause I actually did a series of like my affiliate marketing journey in the beginning um, and you can hear the confidence in my voice from my very first like affiliate marketing journey video to the last one that I did. Um, it's totally different. Like you can hear how much more comfortable I got in front of the camera, how much more comfortable I just was in my own skin. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I've even like, I used to feel like I had to have filters on and everything. Cause I have, I have acne, like I can't help it. And I don't even care about any of that anymore. It's just, I, yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Yeah, you look wonderful. You sound great. You look wonderful and natural. And I I love the small, um, unique elements of all of our bodies and personalities and voices that make us unique. And it's really a beautiful thing to hear you embracing that as well, because it's not really the parts of our body that make or the parts of our voice or whatever that make us attractive and that make us, you know, um, just not even I'm not talking about romantically or sexually. I'm just talking about just attractive to other people. It is the confidence in the way in which we embrace ourselves. It's the mm -hmm. way in which we are comfortable in our own skin. And um, this has been a process for me over the last 13 years as well. As you know, I have gotten older and my body has changed and, and, you know, my, you know, it's just, it's just a thing, you know, you, you have different challenges when you're older than when you're, when you're younger, you know, it's just, you know, I'm about to be 40 this year. So, uh, I look, I, if you were to look at the gray hairs on my head and chin, you'd think I was, you know, 55, but it just is, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's just part of life and it's, um, about embracing, uh, ourselves. And I think that when people see someone doing that, it's so attractive. It's so, 
it's something that people want to listen to. And I think, I hope that that's a message that reaches everybody who's listening today because um, the less you care, the less they care. You know, it really is just as simple as that. Yeah. And the truth is, like, no one's even paying attention to those things. Like, they just want to see if you're bringing any value to them. They don't care really what you look like. They just want to know what you have for them. So <laughs> it, it's, it's just <laughs> simple human beings are so self-absorbed and selfish and it's okay it's okay it's it's called self what it really is called is self-preservation and it's something that's been that's been programmed into our system from a, a very long time ago uh it's a survival mechanism we are strictly and solely worried about ourselves at first and foremost and meeting our own needs and only until we get our needs met are we really able to sort of start thinking and worrying about other people's, you know, their needs and so forth. And that's pretty well explained in Maslow's hierarchy. If anybody kind of is interested in, you know, how to, you know, how to get to the next level in your own life, well, it's very difficult to get to the next level if you're not meeting your basic needs and you can't ever get out of that survival mode of worrying about basic food, water, shelter, uh, safety, right? Which is something that a lot of America and a lot of the world is is not 100% secure about. Why? Well, because they're not making the, the enough money. It just boils down mm -hmm. to that. Now, there are other circumstances, but once you meet those basic financial needs and you are able to uh, feel safe and secure about your food, water, shelter, and safety, um, then you can start to think about your social needs and your wants and, you know, uh, your esteem and, and, and your ability, you know, your giving to others and serving others. That is why, though, even if you are in the struggle right now, beginning to serve others and focus on delivering value is the way out. You can't just focus on yourself. That's what everybody else is doing. You have to rise above what everybody else is doing and thinking, despite how you're feeling about yourself, and begin to serve other people. And that is sort of the journey of the dynamics. We're always coming in here, starting this business, thinking about the mechanics. Well, if I just get the funnels and everything set up, but we're and that forgetting stuff is so minimal, honestly. It is. In the <laughs> it is. It's all about the dynamics. It's all about. Um, it's all about really thinking, or excuse me, acting ourselves into a new way of thinking acting as if you're already successful affirmations you hear some of these other successful affiliates within our community caroline becca oh, I, yeah i do affirmations every single day yeah they're talking about um you know journaling 50 times a day about you know i attract money into my life uh ten thousand dollars a month is easy to make you know re, you know saying these things to ourselves to begin to feed this positive, empowering message. Right. And so you start to believe that it's actually possible for yourself. The other thing I recommend, I know we're like out of time, but the other thing I recommend, especially to people who are just starting out, is actually journaling like your progress because it can sometimes feel like you're not making any progress. But if you journal your progress, you will see you'll see the progress you're making. There's progress, I promise you. <laughs> you are always gonna be the last person to see your progress, right? I mean yeah. it's like it's sort of like growing. Remember when, I don't know, you may be done growing, but like when you're growing as a person or a young child or adolescent, you don't feel yourself growing, but it's like, holy shit, somebody sees you and they're like, Jesus, I remember, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember you and you were just knee high to a grasshopper. And you're like, well, I didn't, I haven't felt any different. You know, I'm just, I'm still here, same person, but you've like grown two feet, right? Mm -hmm. You're always the last person to sort of see it and, and that's why it's so beautiful, that suggestion. And also, as I said on an episode last week, to only surround yourself or share your precious, sensitive dreams and aspirations with people who are going to give you positive validation and positive affirmation and never shame or guilt you or never try to make you doubt yourself. That is mm -hmm. the worst abuse that you can ever give to yourself. And you're giving other people permission. You're handing them the nuclear bomb or the grenade to throw to you 
when you're presenting your dreams and you're asking for their advice and opinions, you, you have to protect the goals and the aspirations that you have like it is a, a you know like it is a grenade and you're just you don't you don't want to you want to hold it and keep it safe so it doesn't explode in your face right that sounds a little traumatic this is ex- well but this is exactly why i still haven't told like going all the way back to the beginning of the episode this is exactly why i still haven't told my dad about this like it's yeah exactly what you're saying well, there's this episode has been full of just incredible nuggets and value and such wisdom coming from such a, a young person with an old soul. And I know that you're just getting started on your journey and I can't wait to continue to see you uh, grow and, and, and blossom and build a business that you really deserve and you will retire your husband. I know that for a fact um, because I can see the determination that you have and I know that you are somebody who perseveres through difficult times and also is persistent as hell when you're passionate about something like you said. So keep up the great work. Stay legendary. Come back and see me, okay, on the show. Keep us posted on your journey. And thanks for your time today. Thanks, Dave. All right. See you later. All right, my friends, you can go and follow Kat at Marketing Dreams with Kat, but with is just a W. So Marketing Dreams W Cat. And Kat is spelled with a K. Okay, that's over on Instagram. Marketing Dreams W Cat. And that's W short for with cat k-a-t marketing dreams w with cat my friends my friends wow another another inspirational episode from an inspirational um student marketer here within our community and uh just never gets old never gets old to have these conversations and learn and 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 get ideas and share ways in which we've all sort of pushed through our own internal um, roadblocks, demons, limiting beliefs. I mean, that's really what the interesting part of these conversations is for me, is seeing how people are just like me. I mean, you know, I'm not the only one who's pushing through difficult uh, limiting beliefs. I'm not the only one who has internal messaging from maybe childhood or other people or uh, systemic things in society like school where they're just, you know, focused on me going to college or getting a good job and, and, and not at all letting me know that entrepreneurship exists. And so when I start to pursue that, I almost feel a little bit guilty. You know, these are the interesting things that I think it's so great for us to air out and talk about because it makes us all feel more normal. Let's normalize this stuff. Let's talk about it. Let's let others in each other know that we are not the only ones that are having these feelings and thoughts along the the, the path, but feelings are not facts, right? It's just a fact that we're going to feel these things. Um, Thoughts are not even facts, right? The only thing that becomes a fact is what you do. So do something today for you. Do something that's legendary, right? Do something that you're going to be proud of five years from now. And what is that? It's putting forth the effort. It's pushing through difficult times so you can talk about your story and what you overcame to get to where you're going. My friends, we'll see you back here tomorrow for another episode. As always, have a fantastic Tuesday. Stay legendary. Get out of here.